0: And welcome to Believe in Your Shelf, the official podcast of Muskegon Area District Library. My name is Jen. I'm a youth services librarian, and I'm interested in discovering all that Muskegon has to offer. Things like library resources, recommendations, and so much more. So let's dive in. Baking is a huge hobby of mine. I would call it a guilty pleasure, but there's really no guilt involved. I grew up with very lovely memories of baking. Uh, things like doing Christmas sugar cookies with my mom and like in the winter. And it's just, it's always something that's brought me peace and comfort. I try to continue on this tradition and bake with my son as often as I can. He is a very good bowl liquor. but seriously he's three and a half so even in that short time that we've been working together in the kitchen I have seen him grow so much for instance he knows how to crack an egg into a bowl without getting shell fragments in it well at least most of the time but we've all done it I have a wide variety of interests such as English and French culture and researching decades gone by. One of the easiest ways I found to get into these interests is to bake according to the theme. Find recipes according to whatever rabbit hole I'm down at the moment. I know there are a zillion recipes online, like through a myriad of websites. I mean, Pinterest, let's be honest, is a huge go-to for me, but sometimes... I just get so annoyed by all the ads and the pop-ups and it just I just want to see a collection of recipes that have been curated into a simple book. My checkout history is rampant with cookbooks. It's a really good way to test run a cookbook if you are interested in maybe even purchasing it. My rule of thumb is that if I check it out twice or Even more, and I have tried at least two recipes in a book. I will seriously consider purchasing it for my own collection because let's be honest nine times out of ten, I buy that fancy cookbook, and all the recipes look amazing, and I've got all these huge aspirations, and then it sits on my bookshelf collecting dust instead of the stains on the pages from use. Or is it just me who has a stained cookbook? Now, you will find cooking and baking books at the library in the 641 section of the Dewey Decimal System. I periodically peruse the section. Sometimes I'm on a mission, especially with the holidays fast approaching. I'm looking to flex my baking muscles again. Nothing, in my mind, is better than a cozy kitchen filled with sweet, lovely baking smells and the weather outside is getting chilly. Ugh, just phenomenal. Here are some of my favorites. So, I broke the books down into sections. We've got adult books, kid books, and then, like, um, magazines. So, the first section I want to talk about is cookbooks for adults. Um, there are, like I said, oodles and oodles of them, and these are just some of the ones that I own or have reached for a many, many times. The first one is the Better Homes and Gardens checkered cookbook. The OG. The classic. We know it. We love it. The iconic red checkered cover. Mine is actually pink because it was a special breast cancer research edition. And it just has everything. It's like the perfect, all-encompassing, back-to-basics, a little bit of everything for the more novice cook. So if you ever are interested in picking up cooking as a hobby, I feel like the Better Homes and Gardens cookbook is like the perfect place to start. Um, We also had it at my house growing up. So I just feel like super comfortable with it. And it just, even as a kid, it was super easy to follow, super easy to read. There wasn't like too many pictures. There wasn't too many like fancy ingredients. I say too many pictures, like it's a bad thing, but like, it's just like super down to basics, like food that most people are going to enjoy and actually want to cook. So something that was kind of fun um, that I actually really am obsessed with is called Retro Recipes from the 50s and 60s. This is a really good example of me trying a recipe book, like getting a cookbook from the library and just being like so flipping obsessed with it that I checked it out like two or three times and made things out of it actually and just like can't stop, won't stop, needed to have this book in my life. So now um, I went out and bought it. Like that's how addicted I am to this book. So as the title suggests, it has <laughs> recipes from the 50s and 60s and some of them Uh, I have not ventured to try yet, Um, but some of them are just like really homey, cozy, like things that like your grandparents made for you or like childhood favorites from like your parents or maybe your own childhood favorites. And all the recipes I've done so far have been super duper easy. Um, I have to be honest though, the Elvis Banana, bacon, peanut butter, grilled cheese, though, was not a winner in my family. Weird, right? You'd think, like, all the best ingredients ever put together, but it was just so stodgy and just kind of give you a stomachache afterwards. But I am not afraid to try that recipe again, making my own tweaks, you know, for the sake of science. So... The 50s and 60s retro recipes has everything appetizers, soups, dinners, desserts, and a tiny section on cocktails. Because who doesn't want to feel like Don Draper? So next I want to talk about literally my favorite person ever. Her name is Dame Mary Berry and I want to be her when I grow up. If you recognize the name, it's probably from the TV show, The Great British Bake Off, which is still my favorite show to this day. And Mary Berry has published more than 75 cookbooks. Like, girl is goals. She is just – she's always really, like, worked in, like, the culinary field. And she is just like, her ambition is out of this world, but yet she's still so down to earth and like it from as far as, you know, you can tell from her public persona, she seems like the nicest human in the world. Um, I just, I read her biography too, a while ago and cemented the fact that I wanted to be Mary Berry So, if you ever get a chance, check out one of her 75 cookbooks. Um, She just came out with a new one. So, her newest book is called Mary Makes It Easy by Mary Berry. And it came out... Oh, it will come out January 2. So, it hasn't even come out yet. I think you know that I'm going to pre-order it. Another person who... Um, it might, I don't know. So, it's like surprising in general, but like not surprising for me. Is um, Audrey Hepburn? No, she has never come out with a cookbook. Um, but her son Luca Dodi, um, published uh, quite a few years ago now, a couple years ago, um, Audrey at Home, which is like a pseudo biography memoir. Cookbook um, about Audrey Hepburn and it lists like her favorite recipes and like her devotion to chocolate was the next level. Her sweet tooth and mine rival each other for sure. So it's just really something like when I want something light and fresh and easy, all of Audrey's, they're not, I don't know if they're her recipes specifically or just like the ones I associate with her. um, It's really a good thing to reach for. Now, another cook, cookbook um, that is, like, more person-focused is the three-volume... It's three volumes now. Series, um, The Magnolia Table by Joanna Gaines. Um, I ran to buy the first one when it first came out. I was so into it. I think I worked at Barnes & Noble at the time, so I, like... Got my hot little hands on it, like, as soon as it came out, and it is just divine. Everything is interesting. Like, the recipes are interesting, yet comforting. Like, if you think, like, retro recipes or Better Homes and Gardens is going to be, like, too straightforward, too boring, too easy, like, too, like... (laughs) For lack of a better term, by the book, <laughs> um, check out Magnolia Table. She's got some really wonderful recipes, and there are some really interesting like stories and insights that she pairs with them, and it just really gives you like a nice little sneaky peek into what kind of flavors are she's really influenced by. Like, she comes from such an interesting and diverse background, um, so like of course. They live in the South. They live in Texas, so there's some, like, very, like, Texas influences, but also her mom is a Korean immigrant, and her dad has Lebanese and German heritage, so there's a lot of flavors going on. There's a lot melded together in her, and that's just Joanna, like, all the influences that she probably gets from Chip and his family, like, it's just a nice representation of the amalgamation that is like the Gaines family and like America in general like not to paint with too broad a strokes but like it's a good representation like and a good symbol for like showing that there's so many different pieces fit fitted together in our culture and our lives. so I really liked Magnolia Table for those kind of reasons. A slightly more scientific approach would be Salt, fat, acid, and heat, and it is written by Salmon Nosrat, and um, she actually did like a mini series on Netflix about her book. Four episodes about each of the different ingredients: salt, fat, acid, heat. The subline is mastering the elements of good cooking. So she teaches about how like these four ingredients um, are really like the building blocks of cooking and that's just what makes it so good is you're learning about these individual pieces and then in the end you're pulling them all together. Um, The four elements, salt is to enhance flavor, fat, delivers the flavor and generates texture acid balances the flavor and heat which ultimately determines the texture of the food so learning how to balance all these things is a really good way to learn about cooking from maybe a different angle like this is a really great example of ways to bring stem into teaching kids um if they might be more resistant to those kind of things, like a kid like I was, like science, math, blah, but I like cooking, I like baking, I like being creative in the kitchen. So being able to capture that interest and harness it and being able to deliver these um, educational moments about science um, is just like another really great way to connect with your kid and... Maybe grow to love something, despite having different interests. And of course, I, like I said, Great British Baking Show has cookbooks as well. Um, I watch the show religiously. I have tried many of the bakes they've done. And um, I've learned about a lot of new recipes Uh, I had no idea British Bakes were so flippin' addicting. I want to say there's like one, two, three, there's like ten Great British Bake Off books. And then from there, there's also like Paul Hollywood and Mary Berry, obviously, and Prue, and also like... The contestants come out with their own books afterwards, too. Like, Giuseppe has an Italian bakes book. Jürgen has a German baking book. If you've been on The Great British Baking Show and made any sort of, like, way through it, you've probably gotten a book deal. So, oh, Nadia. Nadia has really, like, taken it to the next level. Nadia has done Nadia Bakes, Nadia Cooks. She's even, like, hosted shows now, and she has her own show, I think. All the great British Baking Show cookbooks. I love them all. Like I mentioned, I think it's so important to bring kids into the kitchen and at a super young age. Some recipes may seem Totally daunting, not only to kids, but to yourself. No fear. There are cookbooks made with kids in mind. Here are some that I really like. One is called, In the French Kitchen with Kids, easy everyday dishes for the whole family to make and enjoy. In this book, the recipes are tailored for kids. They're made for children to make. Um, The author Marty Mikels. Um she's actually uh she teaches in France and um she teaches her kids like food in their science lab. So they learn how to cook in school. They learn how to cook ratatouille and quiche and pastry. Like that's nuts. Omelets, croque monsieur, steak frites. Okay, I'm making myself hungry now. But There's even tips in the books on the best ways to get kids involved in the cooking. And it really like breaks down the notion, like I said, that French cuisine is too fancy. Because it's not. It's simple, beautiful ingredients elevated. So, whatever. If kids can do it, you can do it. French cooking, not appealing to your kids. Totally fine. Guess what? There is... Any sort of theme that you can possibly think of in cookbook form, Disney, obviously, Disney Princess Tea Party, Disney like anything, you name it, it probably exists. Um, Harry Potter, of course, lots of like, there's ton of like book or movie unofficial cookbooks. There's like a Hocus Pocus one out for the like Halloween season. Harry Potter, like, spooky thing. There's so many, like, food references in the book. Funny story. I was going down my little research happy self, and I told my husband, I was like, we should make Knickerbocker glories. Like, it was the summer earlier, so um, I was like, you know, ever since I read about them in Harry Potter when I was a little kid, I always wanted to make them. And he goes, I thought that was just, like, a made-up Harry Potter thing. <laughs> no. No, my friends, it is not. It is an actual real dessert in England. But, you know, when you're in fifth grade or whatever, you're like, Knickerbocker Glory, that just sounds like Harry Potter gibberish. So (laughs) I did finally make Knickerbocker Glories for my husband, and he did not throw a fit like Dudley because it didn't have enough ice cream. Anyway, other types of themes in cookbooks... There is American Girl. American Girl is having a real resurgence. Like their marketing people are killing it. Um, also, there's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle pizza cookbook and Little House on the Prairie. Oh my gosh, I used to love like the colonial cookbooks and like Little House on the Prairie and American Girl stuff, like cooking like the old times and oh. Ooh, that was – that's some serious, like, good memory lane right there. And then another one that I've come across recently, um, there is a Bluey cookbook now. It's called Bluey and Bingo's Fancy Restaurant Cookbook. So if you've seen the episode Fancy Restaurant, like, you get it. It's supposed – it does actually have yummy recipes in it, though. It's not just, like, the gross concoction that they make in the show, but – I checked it in when it first got here, and I haven't seen it on the shelf since. So if you want it, you are going to have to put a hold on it for sure. But like I said, there's all sorts of super cool cookbooks that no matter what your kid's interested in, you can probably find something that is along a theme of their interest, whether it's superheroes or trucks or um bluey like there's a cookbook for it so whatever it takes am i right then of course we cannot forget our littlest friends we even have board books that introduce kids to baking one is called stir crack whisk and bake It's a little book about baking a cake there's also a board book called little chef's first 100 words And it is phenomenal. I brought it home and we just like studied this book. It was really good. There's all sorts of like food books and first kitchen words and stuff for kids. Like I said, even like our tiniest of humans can get in on the cooking and baking action. Sometimes a whole recipe book can just be too much. A magazine is a much more streamlined approach to finding recipes and the pictures are mouthwatering. So if you are more of like a visual learner, magazines might just be the right option for you. You can find all the magazines that I'm going to list on our Hoopla and Libby and they are totally free. And even better, you can get notifications for when the next issue is available so you don't even have to try and remember. We have all sorts of types of magazines. There's Cooking Illustrated, which is just gorgeous. I can't even describe it. Uh, Taste of Home, very classic. All Recipes, Bon Appetit. BBC, Good Food Magazine, because hello, this is me we're talking about. Uh, Cooking with Paula Deen for a little Southern flair vegan food and living taste of the south so really there's there's a magazine for everyone any diet any sort of there's like keto ones there's vegetarian there's vegan they like if you can think of a diet i'm sure there's like a recipe magazine for it and if you are still stuck in a cookbook rut don't even fear our township branch on apple over by Mr. B's Pancake House, has a cookbook club. They meet on the second Wednesday of the month at 5. I hear they even have treats sometimes. Well, that is all for this episode. I hope you are as excited for this upcoming holiday season as I am, and happy cooking and baking! Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and post about it on social media. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow Mattel on Instagram at MuskegonADL and on Facebook at Muskegon Area District Library. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Believe in Your Shelf.